do, do. Listen, welcome to episode 11 of Word to Your Mama. It is, let's see, this section right here, this intro section is recorded November 16th. It's a lunes, a Monday, and uh, we have a we have a great episode today. It's a bit of a crossover, a nerd out word to your mama crossover. Uh, I have a another podcast called The Nerd Out. You may have heard me talk about it here and there. And today, my co-host and very good friend, family member, if you will, Lisa Jenkins is here. And... <laughs> I learned some things. I think we all learned some things. Uh, when I learned certain things on this episode, I'm dying. I'm crying. If only you could see the video, it's hilarious. Uh, my faces, the shock, the amazement, the gold. I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let it fly. Enjoy. Yeah, man. What? Growth. What are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to do it. Like it or not, you're going to do it. Well, that's not true. Hopefully no. you're going to do it. Hopefully you're going to do it. It's never too late for the growths. Uh-huh. Lisa. T.I. Totally inappropriate. Jenkins. Yeah. That's you. That's me. That's you. You are... Uh, Originally from Dago, 619. Yes. But are we talking, what are we talking about though? What's the, what's, what, what, I always mess up the nickname for your, for your place. Quailudia? What? Luquadia? Well, original, original from Washington State, rural oh, yeah, Washington yes, yes, State. Yes, yes. See, see, see. And then moved to uh, North County, San Diego. Um, <laughs> I was in, I was in La Jolla. La Jolla, a.k.a. La Jolla. <laughs> yes, but Bugs Bunny mentioned it in um, one of his, like one of the cartoons where he's like, I should have made a left turn at La Jolla. How do and I remember I like, that? Yeah, he mentioned, uh, he name checked it in a cartoon that was, that and the fact that Dr. Seuss lived there and my childhood friend was his next door neighbor and I met him and his wife when I was a child are the two most remarkable things about La Jolla. Oh, wow. How, but at the time when you met Dr. Seuss, did mm-hmm. you... Like, were you, did you know who he was? Like, did you, like, did you make oh, the yeah. connection? Like, oh, the books oh, and da, yeah. da, da, da. Oh, yeah. I was probably like 10. But did you know, you didn't know at the time, because we didn't know at the time, that he was racist? No. Oh, no, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that. That wasn't quite on my radar. He and his wife were just the nice couple next door who um, let us use their tennis court and oh, pick lemons from their lemon tree. Oh, oh wow. Um, <laughs> did they get harassed? Do you remember if they got harassed a lot? Like, cause everybody knew it was Dr. Seuss. Oh, no, I don't People would think camp so. out of his house and stuff like that. No, no. I, I think that, you know, back then in the olden days, I think that there was like, people had a little bit of sort of respect for celebrity in a way. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, it's in like the hills of La Jolla. It would have been hard to find. La Jolla. La Jolla. And another one of my childhood friends, lived three houses down from the Crocs. As ah, in, Joan B. Croc. As, yeah, as in McDonald's. Ray and Joan, as in McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, so because we're in San Diego, right, it's like Joan B. Croc. So when I was going to, I couldn't afford, I got into Long Beach State, but I couldn't afford it, so I had to work and go to community college. So I went to San, downtown San Diego Community College, and I worked at the private airport, and Joan and Joan B. Croc, the Crocs had their own hangar, and I was good friends with their mechanic and their helicopter pilot. And so he would let me go in there, and um, he would be. And so I'd. They had. Um, they had a Learjet. They had a G four, which at the time I think it was G fours, and then maybe G fives had just come out. And then they had a heli- they had a helicopter, and then they had the um, like a fucking decked out like tour bus type of situation yeah and so like they would let me go in and I would look around and I was like wow this is crazy and um oh yeah just you know just 
in the tr- in the tr- bus was like gifts from the Pope, and uh, <laughs> just like you know, <laughs> normal fare. You would not have thought that to see their house. Oh, really? I wouldn't go so far as to say their house was modest, but, um, you know, it, it was like a standard garden variety, like ungated, large, I oh, suppose un- it was a mansion. Ungated, but, no less. That's oh, yeah, surprising. They had like a semicircular drive. Oh. It was on like a regular residential street. Like it was not my friend's parents were doctors like you know uh, they had money but it wasn't like make it rain kind of yeah. like McDonald's McDonald's don't be crocked it, crocs. it didn't appear to be Learjet money oh maybe that's what they're like let's keep like you know let's yeah, let's, let's invest and let's keep it real but let's like ball out at the th- like they had the biggest hanger there and oh. and they were like oh get it ready because you know her granddaughter wants to look at colleges so they're just gonna fly around <laughs> We should have kissed their ass a little harder as children. <laughs> Maybe I could have gotten something from that. <laughs> and he, I mean, he was the nicest guy, like, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, they're great. They're fine. I was like, oh, that's good to know. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So good to know they were modest as well, just balling over at the, yeah, at, the airport. at the private airport over there on Sassafras. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to kind of start it off. How it, people know this because if you listen to the nerd out, we're going to be talking about that shit. Which but you how, how we met. Yes. What's our origin story, T.I.? And T.I. stands for totally inappropriate. And this is going to come out in this origin story of how we met, how we met, but also when it was that we connected, like right before yeah. you boned out. And then when we connected again to nerd out. Yeah, I, I remember the connected again part like it was yesterday. Um, but when we initially met, we were both at House of Blues. Um, Concerts? Corporate? Yes. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Corporate. Corporate. We were on uh, different floors. Yeah. um, Because a corporate office encompassed multiple floors. And um, you did a lot of work with the California group. And Mm -hmm. so I do remember the first time I went into your office, it was kind of hard. They're like, oh, you go downstairs. And then you like... (laughs) have to like knock and get into you use your passcode but like for some reason my card didn't work I needed a different <laughs> card and then you get in and you walk here and she's the one who's over here and I remember the first time I went in there and I was like hi and I asked you questions and I thought that the artwork that you had on your walls was really cool oh and you, you mean in the micro in the yeah. microwave <laughs> yeah in like the super super little tiny closet that you were in I wasn't in a and- closet it was pretty big it just had a big window and it looked like a microwave and it had those heating <laughs> lamp lights it was pretty yeah. plush I mean not big I mean, but it was nice it, it was, was nice. nice yeah but yeah that was uh that was the first time that I remember uh meeting you was I nice yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you weren't like sassy you weren't sassy or it wasn't sassy <laughs> yeah and sometimes, like, sometimes I would go and, and have to ask people questions, and I would be like, I'm going to get sass. But you did not get me sass. Oh, Thank that's you. good to know. Thank, thanks. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Because yeah, that's you, you, you were um, garage mates with, with yes. Mr. D, Uncle yeah. Mr. D, which is his birthday today. Happy birthday, D. Yeah. Have you, have she been on here yet? No, he hasn't been on here oh. yet. He will okay, be well, in, in the future. you, Derek, is that I'm your... Uh, I'm your, I'm your hype man. I'm your warm up. Like what, what, <laughs> Mr. D? <laughs> yeah. So you guys were like, um, it looked like a garage, or did it, did it go up? The, your, the yeah, yeah. There was the a wall? garage. One wall of it, it was separated from a conference room by a garage door, like just like a metal corrugated metal garage door, and we would um, eavesdrop on the meetings that happened in there, and. <laughs> Lots of times there are a lot of like, um, like nerd engineering meetings. We would be like, we would be like, you know, putting our glasses on, being all like, oh, uh huh, like taking notes. And then um, when it wasn't so good, that was the room that they laid people off in when we had all of our layoffs. Yeah, that was rad. Wow. I was already gone by then. Yeah, you were gone. You were. Um, (laughs) So then, so then it was my going away thing because I was, I was going to move over to AEG, Golden Voice, over there. And it was my going away thing. And, you know, for those who didn't know, our office that was on Sunset, um, you know, just the bottom floor had a dope-ass bar called The Well. (laughs) 
that we yeah, frequented. It was, pretty great. it was pretty great. It was pretty awesome. They had the Zirkles. Uh, it was awesome. And so but we always had shit going on there. So it was my going away. So I was like, everybody and their mother, whoever wants to come, roll through. And uh-huh. then you were there. So like I would go see Mr. D and I'd just kind of like maybe say hi. I don't even remember. Like yeah. maybe look yeah, at you. Like, You'd hey, be working. I'd be like, hey. Up? Yeah. But that would be all about Mr. D. And so like we never interacted more than maybe work, right? If that. And yeah. then my going away thing, I'm faded as fuck, right? And then I remember <laughs> I go talk to you and then you tell me like, I don't remember the joke. You tell me some joke or something that was totally inappropriate. And I was like, yes. I was like, how come we never hung out before? Like, how am I just- I remember you said exactly that. Right? <laughs> I was like, well, how come we haven't hung out before? Like, how is it like- as I'm leaving, <laughs> I found I out remember. you're pretty awesome. You're right. So whatever. So that was that. So then what was so, the next time we met up? Um, we did meet up. Uh, we went to go have coffee at Bricks and Scones on Larchmont. Bricks and Scones. Uh, we sat outside. And I don't remember why we were meeting up. Something, I don't know. It was when that I, it was, it was a day of, of learning. I learned that you always have measuring tape. Yes. At the time I did. I always had a measuring always, tape in my bag. Always had measuring tape in your bag. I learned that. <laughs> I learned that you were doing some art for a, um, a Star Wars, um, like gallery project. What was it? It, were cards. it was the tops. It was the galaxy yeah. six Star Wars and I remember I was like, I don't really have any that many friends who would be excited about it. But then I tell you and you're fucking stoked. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, that is so cool. I had no idea that you were into that. And then we were like, yeah. And then we both realized that we were into like nerdy shit. And we were super excited that we met somebody who was into that same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then was it that convo that we were like, I because th- I think I had already started your Herd Show podcast, I think. Your okay. her show was first. Your her show was first. Okay. Um, yeah, because it was at the other spot. Um, and you and I didn't start till we moved to that one place that I was in for like a hot second. So I and then we were just like, we nerd out and everybody nerds out. And even if you're not a nerd, everyone nerds out about something, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know. I don't even know who was it a group thing. You and I were just like, let's do a podcast. I have no idea. I have no idea actually how that came to pass. But yeah, we were talking about nerd stuff and like, you know, there's a kind of stereotypical nerd stuff like, I don't know, calculus and Star Wars. (laughs) But then like everybody, everybody has something that they are super Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. and it might be baking bread or it might be, um, I don't know, dirt biking, but like everybody's got something they're super into and we're like you know everybody nerds out about something we should do a little exploration of that yeah and then we did and And we we, and we we got together uh came up with the logo got together yeah because I already had your herd show and then so I kind of already knew how to set it up and then the first episode if you listen to it we're a little bit sweaty balls ish a little bit sweaty balls ish (laughs) We're so sweaty balls. <laughs> um, it's funny, but we're not that bad though. Like if you listen to it, no, we're no. not as bad as I I yeah, would not. think we were. Um, and then we was at this one place. I remember on the floor we had a little bit of wine. Yep, we were sitting on the floor. It was the computer was on a box. Yeah, because I just moved into this place, a place that I didn't even stay a month. And then we recorded, and that was the beginning. And so many things have happened. It's a lot of good times. We, it was kind of like um, more like a like a hobby. Like we we did it because we love doing it, right? And then we had yeah. like some amazing guests. We even met, we even had the the first installment. I think it was the only installment of Zapocalypse. <laughs> we were like yet the super, only the only installment yet. yet. Totally, totally. But we had like Matt Moke on there and it was like, it was like we had official motherfucking zombie people, you know, Zapocalypse people. Um, And all that training and all that research has helped us during the pandemic. (laughs) 
It really has. It really has. Like, we already knew, like, what machete to get and, like, what, like, yeah. survival shit to get. Because you never know. Still, we don't fucking know. Today is November 12th. We still don't know because that motherfucker hasn't conceded. And he's trying to fucking do some shit. And everyone can see it, dude. But anyways, the nerd out. So I went through and just kind of scoped out. We've been doing it for a long ass time. And I wanted to get your reaction to some of the highlights of our oh, some oh some titles, God. some gold titles. Whether you okay. came up because you come up with the titles, like you Most you of the time you, yeah. you listen to the episode and you come up with what's appropriate, what was mentioned, what the theme was, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So uh, the nerd out will have links to it. TheNerdOut.com. We're available everywhere. Blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. Um, let's go back to 2014. And okay. it was episode 50 with, and this is not the title, it's not the title. It's, I was thinking about this because may or may not have seen her recently. And I don't know what capacity you can guess. Charlotte Stokely. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a porn star. That was 2014. We had her on as a guest because she's your homegirl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she has won a ton of awards ton since then. A ton of AVN awards. A grip. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And I saw her and I was like, we had her on. And she was lovely. And it was in person at the time when we could be in person. It was in person. It was at your place. And she was she totally nerds out over D&D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. She's a big nerd. I mean, am am I allowed to be a little colorful? T.I. Who are you talking to? Of course. (laughs) Por favor. Charlotte, like if you're a dude you've rubbed one out to her. If yeah. you are a woman, your dude has rubbed one out to her. And <laughs> or you've rubbed you, one out to her. Who's to say? I was going to say, <laughs> and if you are a lesbian, you've probably rubbed one out to her. And if you're a gay man, it wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, she's it hot. It really wouldn't. She's hot. She's lovely. She's, in, she's hot, and then you meet her in person, and she's lovely. Yeah. She was a joy. Yeah. So she that was, was just one. I was like, oh, that's that's one. That's a keeper. That's a keeper. So that we go to 2016, episode 76. It's called Pimp Cup for My Puss Puss. <laughs> I remember that. That was about um, the Diva Cup. The Diva Cup. It's it's in the air today, folks. It's in the air. We won't mention why, but it's in the air. So, yeah. And- and you know what? Like, uh, there have been half a dozen times that we have died laughing because we couldn't believe that um, the Apple Podcasts approved the title <laughs> of some of these. That, that was up there. That's a top fiver. That's a sure. top fiver. So that was 2016. <laughs> okay. And, and then the next one, I brought this one because I, this was on the, you were on the verge of maybe me not being your friend. When I found this out during the podcast, it was episode 79, 2017. It was T.I., a.k.a. Lisa Jenkins, is a new addition in New Kids on the Block, a New Kids on the Block hater. Yes, I am. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Sorry. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And the last... Last but not least, I had to bring it current. Okay. It was episode 121. It was mm. this year. Mm-hmm. And it's called Lady Jizzed My Pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's also in the top five. How do top they, five. They have pretty strict guidelines about stuff you can and can't say. Uh, we jizzing it up. We're pussing it up. We're doing all kinds of shit up in these titles. <laughs> I think it's because if there was a Y on the end of puss, I think that we oh, would have yeah. had problems. Yeah, yeah. And but then jizz is that. in the past <laughs> tense? Yeah, jizz is the past tense. Past tense? tense. So. They, they couldn't catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, on, on this podcast, I have different people that are part of my tribe or want to be part of my tribe or they've helped me, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like, T.I., you, since we've met and we've been doing this for however long, I forget how long, 2009, 2010 or whatever, you are family. You are family and you are part of my tribe. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. 
But especially because we just we're homeboy. Like I said, homeboy hasn't conceded. Um, Yeah. But I was like, who am I going to have on? I didn't have anyone on election week. I wanted to just keep it bare because we're all on edge. And I was like, I can't focus. And then I had (laughs) this last week. I had a short little bonus with the Supernatural Bear. That was fun. We read reviews. Um, And then I was like, who who am I going to have on right after? Like, who can who Who can help make sense of the insanity of this world? Well, it's probably not Lisa, but I'll have her on anyway. No. And I was like, who like I need to I wanted to know them, know them well. But also I have you on for many different reasons. But one of them is because. We, if you listen to the episodes leading up to July, the nerd out episodes, we're stressing out. We're talking about like what we're doing, what's happening. You see the decline of, <laughs> of the world um, as, you know, all the civil unrest and did the uprisings. Da, 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 da. And so <clears throat> we were thinking of like what to do. And so, T.I., you come and you organize us. Shout out to the motherfucking postcard bitches. That's the name of our crew. (laughs) But it's a crew that T.I. put together. You know, all of a sudden we get this email and she's just explaining like, let's da 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 postcards, swing stays. But my homeboy made this app, blah, 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 blah. And faithfully, since July, you organized us, you, you, you. You know how we all have, especially people like us, we all have different circles of friends and they usually rarely intermingle, crossover, unless it's like a wedding or a something special occasion, blah, 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 blah. But you brought all your peeps together and then and then the the core, the hardcore peeps, we met every Saturday Mm -hmm. and did postcards. So tell us. How that even, what made you do that? And just the impetus of like how that even started. Uh, I had written postcards previously, not that many, but, you know, just in kind of like trying to figure out ways that I could uh, do something positive politically that wasn't picking up the phone and actually talking to somebody on the phone. (laughs) Cause yeah, no, No. that's not really my thing. (laughs) Um, and so I came across postcards and I thought it was cool. Um, I did it for the elections in 2018 a little bit. I did it for, um, some special elections that have happened off and on. And yeah, I think probably around, I don't know, June or July, I was feeling like sort of paralyzed and like, I don't know, like shit was just getting real. Like this is, I'm not going to be able to look myself in the eye in the mirror if I don't actually do something and put my money where my mouth is apart from like, you know, yeah, it's great to give like 20 bucks to a candidate or something where you can afford it. Sure. But I just wanted to do something. So I, um, love nothing more than roping other people into doing things with me. Plus it keeps me accountable. So I did that. And, um, you guys answered the call. We threw up the bat sign. You guys answered the call. Yeah. And um, we did it through Tony the Democrat, who you can follow at Tony the Democrat on Twitter. Um, there's also a website, Postcards to Voters. Uh, this is only for you liberal types. I'm sure that if there's anyone who is listening to this who uh, ascribes to a more conservative point of view, there's probably people doing it for, for that they side. They don't listen to this shit. And, okay, I, and I, I said okay. on the last week, I was like, if you listen, if this bothers you, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, so I would actually prefer if you didn't write any postcards. Exactly. Just put your head in the ground, keep going. Um, So yeah, so we put the group together and I started disseminating the information. Some people bit, some people didn't. Some people bit, but never joined our calls that we did, our Zoom calls. We basically just like caught up, gossiped. Um, complained, felt sorry for ourselves, cried a couple of times when people died. And, you know, we spent like a couple hours every Saturday morning chit-chatting and scribbling out postcards and comparing notes and like, what are you guys writing? So I I have kind of, it's hard for me to say exactly how many postcards we sent out, but I think that it's, I think that a conservative estimate is over 2,000. 
Please believe it. Please believe yeah. it. And, and you know, we were doing we were doing all this stuff, but we all of us were writing heads down. Like the only person yeah. looking up, we would look up occasionally, but the only person like head up is the person who was talking, telling us the latest story or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking about dating during COVID. We're talking about yeah. like personal shit and political shit. And, you know, we're all each having our own little freakouts at different times and things like that. Yeah. And it, it just it was like a support group slash, you know, p- political activism group. And so when when this and we have and then it, it translated over to a text, we have a postcard bitches text, you know, yes, like you. and we keep it going and we keep it. You know, it's it's fantastic. And uh, I was saying to to them that, you know, once we can and it's safe, we postcard bitches got to we got to do a, a trip together working together that, but like we like i know that everyone in this group in particular i mean i certainly have other friends that fit this description but this particular group like everybody's super on it everybody's super plugged in everybody's super social media savvy everybody's very political so like we're sharing news we're doing that when i was evacuated oh, i managed yeah. to get a text off before my network froze asking for like can anybody help see what's happening with the fire near my neighborhood and like, they're like, all right, we're on it. And so it was like on Twitter, on wherever, trying to figure out yeah. like, is my house going to burn down? Um, because yeah. I didn't, I wasn't able to do it. And yeah, it's been a pretty awesome group of, group of ladies. Leslie came through. She tried, did some triangulization. She really did. <laughs> she like, literally, she was like uh, texting uh, satellite footage and like all this stuff. Like she was on it. I was like, yo, she is on it. So yeah. She's she, a journalist. The, the, they're handy in those they're situations. They're handy. They know what to do. And so, yeah, you put the the many calls, and and and, and we 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 came through. And thank. I just wanted to thank you. I wanted to have you on here to thank you. I know all the postcard bitches who listen will listen, and they all agree. We we just we love you, and we thank you for doing that because when we were stressing out together, when we didn't know the numbers, as they're coming in, we're kind of you know, getting excited, but not too excited, trying to stay real and realistic. And then when it happened, we felt, I think we felt for me, I speaking for myself, I felt extra good because not only did I vote, but I did something. I feel like I helped. Like when we looked at Broward County, Broward, is that what it's called? Broward County in Broward Florida. County. We we uh-huh. that was one of the first places we sent a grip of motherfucking postcards to in Florida. Yep. Blue. We're like, we did that shit. Arizona, we did that shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at first I I started doing, trying to do some like correlation because a lot of the races that we wrote postcards for, um, they lost. Our candidates lost. (laughs) But, but a lot of the places also kind of pulled out a win out of nowhere. Like, I mean, obviously it's not like we're the only people who are doing anything in Arizona, (laughs) Yeah, but, a lot of groundwork you know, on the ground shit, but still, we we we, we, we participate. Sent hundreds of postcards to Arizona, hundreds, yeah. maybe even a thousand, <laughs> like yeah. between people who were like tangential postcard bitches, like Amy, uh, yeah, Amy yeah. Murray. She sent a whole bunch. Shout like, out to Amy. Yep. Shout out to Amy, Simon, and Julia. They sent a bunch. Like I know that, like between all of us in this sort of little cabal. Um, we definitely like we made a difference. We made a Maybe difference, but a difference, but a difference nonetheless. And you know what? We did. We actually did something because my like my therapist was saying, like, do what you can. Like you. Yes. Do what's actionable. Like concentrate on that. Like don't concentrate like, oh, there's not like none of this is, you know, it's the worst thing ever. And da does like what can you do? You can donate. You can do phone calls. You can text. But. I, I feel like you gave us the numbers or something like that where research said postcards had a bigger return or were more effective than texts and phone calls. Because I, I don't give a fuck about a text. I ain't answering yeah. phone calls, too. Please believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So a postcard that's handwritten with smiley faces and like, yeah. I mean, we wrote a lot like we wrote a lot like that, that you take the time. Maybe someone just looks at it and throw, tosses it, doesn't even look at it, whatever. But those, it had, some of them had their names. Some of them had, didn't, but they, it was a thoughtful thing. A lot of people don't get that type of situation in the mail, you yeah. know, the snail mail situation. So.
Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think too, like you and I talked a little bit about, um, and it was your therapist who had that advice, but like feeling powerless, feeling Mm -hmm. like there were a lot of things going on in the country that were out of control, feeling like, you know, yeah, I could read about how to be an ally. I could read about, you know, how to be less of a racist person. I can read about, you know, all of these ways to kind of help support my brothers and sisters who are people of color and like the people around me and things like that. And that's really great. And I feel like everybody needs to do that. Like that's the work you have to put in. But at some point it's like, I got to do more. Yeah. And postcards, they help. Postcards. And we're getting, (laughs) and we're getting ready. We're just waiting for the info. It could be any day now, right? We're getting ready. The new bat sign. Yeah. She put uh, you know, Stacey Abrams put it up, and we and postcard bitches are ready. We, yes. we, I ordered some post. Everyone's ordering postcards, <laughs> stamps, pens. Like we're ready for this runoff and anything else that comes our way from now until forever, probably because there's yeah. a lot of fucking work to do. So we'll, yeah. we're here. We're ready. Um, but one thing I, I also want, you know. It, if if you're not if you don't know uh, Lisa Jenkins, if you know, um, don't let the name fool you. She's not black, kids. <laughs> she's no, talking about ally shit because she's white, and I'm talking about white as fuck, like ginger, <laughs> white, white, white. Okay, um, so you know how there's like, especially during this time, it's like there's like these white people, and then there's people that like I forget who says it that happen to be white. T.I. happens to be white and she cares and she's a real ally. And it's like the election night, it was tear. It was like you feel the pain and you're just like, I know my pain is only like point blah, 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 blah of what I'm fear than what, you know, people of color, BIPOC people are feeling disabled, the LGBTQ, you know, plus whatever. That's what I'm talking about, kids. This is quality. Even though she has a black name, she's a quality white person here. And that's what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I have I have had multiple black people laugh when they meet me, especially when I was in the South. I had two people when I lived in New Orleans, I had two people tell me I was the whitest Jenkins they'd ever met. <laughs> Shay and I went to Vegas. And, um, and when I checked in, there is a, a black woman who was checking me in. She was like, Lisa Jenkins. And she was like, didn't break a smile. She was like, I know a lot of Jenkins. And I was like, let me guess. I'm the whitest Jenkins among them. And she started laughing. And then I said something to Shay. And she was like, your name's Shay? And she's super white too. Yeah. She's like, you ladies. <laughs> Do they ever assume that you're married and that's why you have the last name? I don't, I don't know. They're probably they're that's probably what they're thinking. Probably like, she got married. She's married to yeah. a black dude. Yeah, maybe <laughs> or a black woman. She's married to someone black, and that's why she yeah. has the last name Jenkins. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that's like <clears throat> I will have him on here too. Hyperactive monkey, Jerome. Yeah, he's Chinese, but his name is Jerome. <laughs> Well, you know what else is funny? <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it, my husband's name is Jerome. What? What? Oh. Oh. Wait, you never told me that Ranger Ted's name is Jerome? I thought his he name never, was Ted. Um, that's his middle name. He doesn't go by Jerome. <laughs> oh, wait till I tell. Wait till I tell me, Osito. Whoa, wait till I tell him. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> if you guys were to see these people, these lovely people, they're the whitest. Ranger Ted is whiter than white. Whiter than T.I. over here. And his name is Jerome? Oh, that's gold. That is gold right it was, there. It was. He doesn't go by that because it was also his dad's name. His dad went by Jerry. Yeah. And then his, and his middle name is Edward. He's that kind of Ted. He's a Ted. He's an Edward Ted. <laughs> oh my God! His name is Jerome. Get the fuck out! That's amazing. Lisa Jenkins yeah. and Jerome, the whitest Jerome, couple. Jerome Benson. Oh. shit up you can't make that shit up lisa jenkins and jerome benson the blackest couple in town are the whitest couple in town oh my god it's tears it's tears up in here i guess i'd never thought about it but you're right (laughs) oh my god Oh my god. Oh, it's tears up in this bunch. Oh my god. That's the best. Yeah. The things you we discover here on <laughs> Word to Your Mom. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Jerome. Yeah. Jerome Benson. That sounds like an R&B singer. <laughs> it does. It does. Have you gotten the latest Jerome Benson? <laughs> The, the new the new Jerome Benson jam. Oh my god, I'm sweating. Oh my god, I'm sweating. That's amazing, Ti. My my eyes are sweating. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, that's us. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so let's take it back. So you, okay. I met you. I met you at House of Blues Corporate, and you were doing what? I still don't even know what you were doing back then. Uh, Analytics online, back then? Online marketing. Oh, online uh, marketing. I oversaw the email, all of the email marketing, um, the online advertising a little bit, uh, like the websites, the ticketing website that we had, the mm, different mm. web stuff that the local uh, – the local venues were doing that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. And then you also at the, during those times, I think that's when it was, but I didn't know about it till later. Maybe that's when you were doing the, the, the country music showcases. Yeah. Yeah. Every, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, we had a country music club called sweethearts of the rodeo that happened at Molly Malone's in Los Angeles. And it was a, like, cool country music, not lame country music. It was a, we had a house band, and then we would have, like, different opening acts or special guest stars. We would, um, you know, we got, like, people who were local. We had a lot of people who were national artists. Um, Lucille, Listen to Williams came a number mm, of times. Nice. Miranda, Miranda Lambert came. Oh, and wow. Performed. Um, <clears throat> Pamela DeBar, Michael DeBar, um, <laughs> all kind of, we had all kinds of interesting people who were there. My favorite one was, uh, somebody came, one of the bouncers came and got me and they were like, um, yo, there's somebody at the back door, which was the musician's entrance. And he says that like that you'll vouch for him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went back there as a tall guy, kind of lanky, like dressed kind of like cool, like a little flashier Western. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hey man, what's up? And he's like, Oh, Hey, I was just in the studio with so-and-so and they told me to look you up. And I was like, okay, didn't know the name. And he, I was like, Oh, cool. So you want to play? He was like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, what instrument do you play? And he's like, Oh, here. And he lifted up, um, like almost like a briefcase yeah. and, and lifted it up. And it was like a row of these like beautiful shining harmonicas. Oh my god! It, it felt like in Pulp Fiction at the end when they open up the, the suitcase light with the big yeah. Yeah, that's totally what it felt like. And I was like, "Sir, you come on in. Let me buy you a drink." <laughs> he got up and he was like some amazing studio harmonica player who wow. happened to be in town from Nashville and like got up and played the harmonica. So we always had fun stuff like that going on. That's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, because, you know, I always talk about hip-hop and hip-hop and hip-hop on here, but a lot of people don't know that I um, unwillingly grew up on country, <laughs> but love, ended up loving it. Um, it's one of the only things that motherfucker contributed to my life. And so I have this thing in my heart always for for quality country, not just any country, but quality. It could be of any era, but it has to be quality. And it always, always draws me in. So I thought that was rad that um, you had that. Um, we're going to get into the what were called the not so rapid fire questions. And now they're called. The not so rapid fire questions, a.k.a. the slow as hell questions before we get into those. (laughs) Um, I wanted to also say that we're unfortunately also part of another crew, another group, the Dead Moms Club. The Dead Moms Club. The Dead Moms Club. Yep. Yeah. Um, That unfortunately now... During this time and this age bracket, I think we're going to have, unfortunately, more people join the club. But I feel like you and I uh, connected on the fact that we're in that club, but also the fact that, you know, the seeing the deterioration of our mothers, like before our eyes, Mm -hmm. that's next level. Yeah, and and I think to the sort of um, you know kind of more or less ish only only daughter mom super close relationship that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, yeah, my mother um, had Alzheimer's and cancer, and it took a really long time to figure out that Alzheimer's was what it was. I could see it, but nobody else could. So I would ask people like, do you think that my mom is acting weird? And they're like, no, she's always weird. And I'm like, huh, okay. And so we were estranged even for probably six months um, because I thought that it was just her being an asshole. And, um, you know, then figured it out. And, you know, she had probably another 10 years after that that she lived for. But it was, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. And I think you're right. Like this is the age if your parents have survived and, you know, maybe now they're in their seventies or eighties, like this is, I think generally Alzheimer's starts to manifest by the early seventies. So, Hey, if your parents are in their mid seventies and they seem to be pretty sharp, you're probably good. Yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's a pretty tough thing. I keep thinking that, you know, one of these days I'm going to, with all my spare time, I want to do like a, um, a handbook for people that's sort of like, okay, what do I do now? Because I had, I went through that and most people probably go through that having no fucking clue. Like, what do you do? How do I, how do you get, does somebody declared incompetent? Like, how do you find out, Mm. like, are there cognitive tests? What do you tell the doctor? Like, am I allowed to tell the doctor? What are the HIPAA rules? And like stuff like that. So I keep thinking that, you know, someday I'm going to put together just a short little booklet and just give it away for free on a website, figure out like how much it costs to print it or something. Um, Because I, I wish that other people didn't, I hope that other people wouldn't have to go through what I went through because it was pretty rough. Yeah, because not only are you you're dealing with your your mom's the deterioration or health and seeing all that, but you're also a caregiver. And I think that's a, an extra layer that a lot of people like I had Kohler on. He talked about his dad, but he lived in another his father lived in another city. So his sister has another story, right, because she was more of a caregiver's type of situation. You were mm-hmm. like the caregiver. So that was like an ex you added like. Add 10 more layers to an already fucked up, heartbreaking, draining situation. I mean, like I was 19, 20, and I was with my mom for maybe a couple of days a week. I don't remember. Like I left school and and that was a lot to process just in a week. Like, and I was that young. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like changing things and it's like seeing your parent like a baby. It's like this weird, it's, like yeah. changing of roles. It, it, yeah. It's fucked up and it's a mind fucked. And I think that 
you know, uh, there's like all these frustrations. And if you also depends, you know, on how the person, how your relationship is with that parent. Mm -hmm. What state it's in before, during that process. And so I think if you get a chance to do that, that would be great. Also, just like what to do for self-care during that time. Like, I remember even looking for shit for you. I was like, she needs support of some sort. And I was like, I can't even find that many places. There was a lot. There was a lot at the time. And now I've been looking recently for something else, for someone else. There's some, like, more, I think, now of support groups if it's your spouse. Because that's, like, a normal thing, right? Like, if you were married Mm -hmm. for a long-ass time and you guys are still married, one's usually taking care of the other, blah, 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 right? So you, you need support. But what about the kids? That role reversal type shit, you know, and then the shit afterwards when they do pass and all the shit, like you're left with having to deal with all kinds of shit, legal shit, all kinds of shit, shit. banking shit, financial shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my case, I basically, um, uh, my mother couldn't be alone and, um, we didn't have the money to put her into a home. Because um, a non-government home, this is when I was looking at it, Lord knows it's probably even more now, is thousands of dollars a month. And I was like, I don't have money for this. So I moved in with her because she could not be alone. And um, and she ended up passing away, I don't know, probably eight months later. Um, But yeah, I left everything in L.A., including my cat, who my friends went and fed my cat every day. So I have pretty amazing friends. Yeah. Um, and I just went up to Washington and I moved in with her and I was with her and it was a hundred percent the worst thing I've ever been through in my entire life. <sighs> and I would not hesitate to do it all over again. It was also the best thing that ever happened to me. It was like, it was like <clears throat> so hard, but so beautiful Yeah. And, um, you know, by the end she knew, she always knew who I was, but she was not very nice. And there was like, I went through a lot of stuff mentally, whatever in my life. Um, it was really, really hard, but I also have told people like, if you can figure out a way to be with your parent and care for them in the final time of their life, I really do highly recommend it. I think that like hashtag no regrets for sure. For sure. Like for me, I was there when she took her last breath. Mm. Yeah. And that's yeah. like some fucked up shit, but a gift, a gift, mm-hmm. a real gift. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Being able to, um, being able to support them like that at the very end, the way that they supported you. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Tears, kids, tears. Oh, guys. <laughs> from lying from from laughing to crying. From laugh crying to <laughs> to cry crying. Motherfuckers. <laughs> ah, all right. Um let me wipe these tears off. And uh, uh, <laughs> Okay. I mean it was it was it was inc- it's incredibly sad. But like I said, it's also the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Like so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't give it. You wouldn't give it up. Like you said, you would do it all Not over the, again because yeah, it's the the benefits outweigh all the the bullshit and how fucked up it was at the time and stuff like yeah. that. Most deaf, most deaf. Well, thank you so much for for sharing, allowing you me to talk about it and sharing as much as you did because I just feel like it's so important, you know. Because like I always said, always say on this podcast, it, they're either have gone through it, they're going through it, or they're going to, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's one <clears> thing, like. I've had so many years, 20, over 25 years where I'm just like, I don't want any of my friends to ever have to go through this shit. But I, unfortunately, it's the it's way life is and they have to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I don't like in many ways, I just I, I really don't envy and like just kind of dread for my friends because I know that a lot of them are going to have to go through something like that. And it's so hard. It's the worst thing. And also, like, me going through it, and then while you're going through it, like, it doesn't matter if you've gone through it. It's like... It's you go st- through it again. 
you go through it again, but it's like so fucked up that I don't even know how to, because, you know, it's such a tragic thing. When someone dies unexpectedly, that's one thing. But when you're seeing them get closer and closer, like, it's such a person, for me, for me, it felt like such a personal thing that like no one else can relate to. And it's like, how can I support a friend who's going through it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, usually I'm, I'm good with death, but for some reason, I think, cause it was, I knew that you were in the, like in a, in multiple areas. I, I don't know. It was, it's just interesting. Like, I don't know. You're just like, how can I be there for your friend? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, and everyone does their best. And I feel like just, just trying, you know, like uh, a friend of mine is going through something similar with her mom. Um, and I just called her up yesterday and I was like, hi, do you want to talk about this at all? And she was like a little bit. And I was like, all right, like what's going on? And she was like, and you know, we kind of did it. And I was like, all right, you want to talk about something else? She's like, yeah. I'm yeah. like, all right, let's talk about something else. Talk about something else. Yeah. At the end of the call, she was like, it means so much to me that you just picked up the phone and called me. Yeah. And that's really, you know, if you don't know what to say, that's okay. Yeah. Just pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Sad times are over. Sad let's times get are into these <laughs> not so rapid fire questions, AK slow right. as hell questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to wrap it up. Um, three words to describe yourself. Can I come back to this? No. Oh. They're slow as hell, but not that slow. <laughs> <laughs> Three words to describe me. You could pass um, if you want. No, no, I don't want to pass. It's a, <laughs> that's a pimp cup for your puss puss kind of move. <laughs> um, I would say um, irreverent. Yes. Um, loyal mm-hmm. and critical. Yes. I, I concur. I concur. But I don't know. I've never really felt the critical part of it, but I can see like maybe it's mostly about myself. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sometimes for judgmental, mostly about myself. Got it. Got it. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've received? Um, you know, I, I that's hard to say, but I'm really going to um, for right now stick with. Um, something that is proven true throughout my life and I occasionally need to be reminded of it. And you and your therapist reminded me of it. And that is focus on what you can control. Yes. Yeah. That's, There's that's other stuff. That's the only thing that you can, that you can have any impact on. And so that's where your energy should be. Yeah. I think that's how we've survived <laughs> this 2020. Really? I mean, really? <laughs> That's some good ones. Some good advice. Um, What are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? Well, I would say leading my life, but I suppose, um, (laughs) I suppose that's not, that's true, but that's also pretty boring. What am I doing specifically to dismantle the patriarchy? Um, You know, I guess (laughs) I'm not having children. (laughs) Um, You're doing what you want. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm just doing things. I'm doing things my way. Yeah. And uh, I don't give a fuck about the patriarchy. Boom. There <laughs> it is. There it is. Um, next one. What song do you use to get you hyped when you need it? <laughs> um, there I have an entire running playlist that is, it's my 5k list ah. and the playlist, it needs to be about 35 minutes. Okay. Um, yes, that's how long it takes me to run a 5k <laughs> GFY. <laughs> uh, the one that I always start up with because it is upbeat, but the rhythm of it is like when you first start a 5k, at least for me, I haven't run that many of them, maybe like 10. Um, when you lot. first start, there's a lot of adrenaline and you're like, cause for a while I was doing a bunch of running and I sprained my ankle. And I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> when you first start, there's a lot of adrenaline for me. I was like, Oh my God. And I'm like <laughs> running out of the gate, like a crazy, like zombies are chasing me. <laughs> and, um, so I liked this song because it has the, 
it has like the right beat to be like, okay, just remember this beat and you're not going to run too fast okay. and you're going to have a song for your adrenaline to smooth out, but you're also going to be like, your mind's going to be in the game and you're going to be fucking ready. And that is start me up by the Rolling Stones. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Tried and true. Tried and yeah. true for, for the 5Ks. Mm-hmm. I did one 5K and I did exactly that. I, I ran out a little fast. Yeah. Where Lisa Gale was like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I finished <laughs> and then I was like, I'm never going to run again. This sucks. It's, if you start too fast, then right around like minute 10 or 12, you're like, how on earth am I going to do this? <laughs> and by the way, I said, start me up. It started up. Um, oh. You're, you're going to be like, um, yeah, you're going to be like, I can't do this. It's too fast. I started too fast. I blew my load. Like, it's over. <laughs> but if you can start, and that's got, like, such a good beat for me, then I'm like, okay. And then, like, the songs that it goes into, I mean, I could probably pull them up and show and tell you right now. <laughs> like, it gets into some um, really embarrassing shit that I, I don't mind owning. Um, we got some uh, uh, Work Bitch by Britney, by Britney Spears. <laughs> Um, we've got some, um, oh, it's not even on here. We've got like a bunch of, um, like shit from the eighties. Uh, one that is a particular favorite is, uh, all I do is win. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, so we got, so I got another one bites the dust. That's got another really good beat for running. <laughs> so, oh yeah, there's like a whole bunch of stuff in there. By the end of it, if you put a sword in my hand, I could probably conquer the world. <laughs> So not just one song, but multiple songs, a, a playlist a to get you hyped. You know what's a good yeah. song? I don't know if you have it on there. Joe Jackson, mm-hmm. Stepping Out. It's a steady beat. It's a running song. That's what I used to train with, that song. Add it there. Listen, give it a listen. Give it a go. I also really like, um, although it's not on my list, but kind of in those veins, I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Yeah, that has a tet, 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 Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's Diddy mm-hmm. B. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, Adam on there. Adam on there. I know. I know. Uh, last question to before we wrap it up is what will be your legacy, T.I., Lisa Jenkins? Um, you know, I, I think about, I think about this a lot and... Um, I think that on one hand, it will be that a lot of, hopefully a lot of people remember good things about me and that the young people in my life in particular, hopefully like they will have fond memories and good stuff, uh, good stories about me, hopefully not too embarrassing. (laughs) Um, and you know, I try to practice my life with as much like love and compassion and, you know, looking out for the little people and the little animals as possible. But honestly, I'm sorry to end on this note, but honestly, I've thought about it a lot. And I'm like, my legacy is that I really won't have one because I have no children. <laughs> and no, and that, within, no. within 100 years, no one alive will know who will remember me. And that'll be it. <clears throat> and that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's like sooner or later, it's going to happen to everyone except for like one percent of the population. Yeah, but yeah. I think of like le- I think of legacy, and this is one thing that I said when I did my one talk was like, you don't have to have kids to have a legacy because you're impacting lives, young ones, other people. It doesn't have to be young ones. It's like your friends. You're impacting our lives. And your legacy will be around for however long the people that remember you are around, da, 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 right? But it could be someone younger. It could be like, you know, <clears throat> different people that hear this. I mean, it's like so many different well, ways to have a legacy. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like you're right. Your legacy, you're a good per- You're one of the best people I've ever known. You're, you're very thoughtful. You're caring. You give so much of yourself. Um, you care deeply. Um, oh, I'll come on. Can I come on the show every week? <laughs> I'll give you the boost. I'll give you the boost. Um, yeah, we love you. Yeah. Like, I know it's not just me. It's the postcard bitches. It's everyone that I, <laughs> that we all met in, met you through work that now we're family. Like, we love you. Thank you. 
Yeah, and, and 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 I will say, like, I don't mean that poorly. I never understood, um, and I still don't understand it completely, except brief flashes and moments. Like when old people say that they're ready to die, I'm like, that's the most depressing thing I'm ever, I've ever heard. <laughs> but also, like, it's going to happen to all of us sooner or later. Yeah. And really, all you can do is just like lead the time that do the most. And that doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, become the CEO of a company and no. or famous or whatever. Yeah. Just do the most with what you have at hand. Yeah. And like be a good person. And hopefully that like spreads out to other people. And some people remember that after you're no longer here and they pay that forward to other people they know. And that's that. That's, that's not a, a bad life. That's not, that a, bad life not at, a bad life. Not at all. Just be a good person, dude. Just go out, go out. Like uh, Kevin Smith says, big bucket of win. Just do that. Because, yes. you, you know, you're a good person. That's all. That's all. Because you do give out that. It's all energies, dude. Like, it's all fucking energies and shit. And if you put that energy yeah. out and then you're ready to bone out, bone out. But that energy stays with those that are still around that, that remember you and know you, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It does make me think as well for... This isn't the case for everyone. Lots of people who are child-free are child-free because they um, like don't want to hang out with kids at all, and that's to- that's a choice. That's a yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, but I also think that like I, we really enjoy kids, and like kids are awesome. And so I think you know as you get older, being able to spend time with kids is really cool. And that is how you know that's a way as well that you get to leave behind a legacy. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, the supernatural bear loves his Tia T.I. Um, <laughs> and so, f- you know, for sure, for sure. He's got oh. some he's got some good role models over there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tia T.I. Yeah, this was so fun. Um, I uh, I'm really glad that you asked me to join you. And I'm a couple episodes behind full confession. But I have really been enjoying these and I'm so excited for you and so proud of you because this is like, yeah, this is awesome. And you're awesome. Oh, thank and you. And people too. can listen to both of us um, less crying or laughing on the nerd out. Yeah, we nerd out. Some good <laughs> shit happens over there. Like, so this is like a little preview, but we go over there and then we talk about like shows and movies. And, you know, one thing I have learned from the nerd out is that most movies are a little too long for T.I., and yeah. she'll say it every time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and Ritzy always finds, like, really interesting beneath-the-radar stuff to turn you on to. <laughs> it's a good mix, kids. Head on over to <laughs> thenerdout.com and uh, support both podcasts, kids. Yes, both podcasts. You know you have time for both. Come on. It's Come on, COVID. it's a pandemic. Come on. You're at home. <laughs> Whatever. Don't give me that. <laughs> And in in true spirit of the nerd out, peace out, nerds. Hey, folks, it's Lisa. But you know that. What you might not know is that Ritzy and I have a podcast together called The Nerd Out. Everyone nerds out about something. Space travel to Star Wars, Buffy to Bram Stoker, Conan the Barbarian to Conan O'Brien. If you nerd out, you're probably our people. Come check us out at The Nerd Out. Rated M for Mature. And now, introducing... Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. From the creator of the Nerd Out and the You Heard Show comes a Nerd Out and Word to Your Mama crossover. These two ladies over the years became family, the closest of the close. And every day, well, not every day, but a few times a month, a new episode of The Nerd Out comes out. But for a little bit during this time, The Nerd Out 
has been absent. Fans have been begging and begging and begging for a new episode, but one just won't come out. Now we bring you a you heard fool, you heard show, nerd out, and word to your mama crossover in this episode. Okay, I'm just kidding. Hey guys, SMB here, and that was just a little prank that I want to pull on you guys. Um, this episode, short corner of the SMB corner, is really about how much I love my TITI. Or why she was called that name, because for some reason, a long time ago, she did something totally inappropriate. And I'm surprised to know that her fiancé, Uncle Ted, I mean Uncle Ranger Ted, his name is actually... Jerome Benson. Jerome Benson, boy! I was surprised to hear that, but um, T-I-T-I, I I love you, and um, Uncle Ranger Ted, great great job, keep it up, Um, yeah, bye guys, peace. There it is. Lisa T.I. Jenkins. And now we know it is Jerome motherfucking Benson. Woo! Like I said in the beginning, tears upon tears upon tears. We got the happy tears. We got the sad tears. And yeah, just everything. Uh, Love me some T.I. She's good people. She's family. She's become family. And uh, she's one of the best people that I know. Really super happy to have her in the fam, part of the tribe. So, yes, thank you for listening. Remember, uh, if you use WTYM at checkout on wordtoyourmama.com at the store, you get 10% off. You know, holidays around the corners, you know, shop small. You know, we're going to have some uh, tea towels back in stock. I found the... Went to storage, and uh, it took a lot of work, but we found the screens, kids. We found the screens. So tea towels will be back in stock soon. I'll keep you guys posted on that. And, um, yeah, be good. We reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. The intro song is produced by... Nico Beats. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPerryWinkle.com, DoyingSharp.com, and PanoplyBPO.com.